is Gary. I'm Shangar. And you're listening to The Bar. This is our final episode. We have come to the end of our first season. 10 episodes. Season 1. Wrapped up. 10 wow. weeks later, right? I can't wait for season 2. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a lot of guests over. We're going to talk about even broader topics. And most importantly, we're going to go more in-depth. Because I feel like this whole season 1 has been very, you know, just a touch and go, like introduction to every subject. But we're going to have a lot of sequels. Um, and we're going to have a lot more interesting guests to talk with. Season 3, we're going to space. <laughs> Alright. Elon Musk help us. So today, we're going to talk about traveling. So Gary, why do you travel? For purpose. Because <laughs> it brings meaning to my life. Why do we do anything, right? We do it because we can, because we have the freedom of choice, because it brings meaning to our lives. Hashtag bless. <laughs> because we have the money for it. No, but seriously, why oh, do you does. travel? Uh, all my travels in the last maybe five years has been purpose-oriented. It's rarely had a purely holiday reason. I mean, I, it's also sort of a vacation in some sense, but I always go there for work, for purpose, for either helping a community, expanding the cause, meeting people, finding new ways of doing things. Um, it's always been a learning journey. I never go to a place just to go and see sand and see... Really? Yeah. All my trips in the last five years has always had a learning reason to it. So there was never the, let me just go laze around, let me just chill, enjoy no. the smell of beach and um, beer and stuff like that. Nothing like that. To my knowledge, never. And this is for the past how many years? No, just in general, my whole life. I'm thinking of all the trips I've ever made, right? Whether it's with my girlfriend at that time, friends, family, solo travels. Never had a no purpose, no agenda travel wow wow and that's mind-blowing to me so you it's always been for passion or mission for you exactly and for me completely different i actually don't go traveling except for one trip that i had going to kenya and um seeing the community there and you know helping out to just to build um things that Apart from that trip, every other trip has just been a form of escapism for me, essentially, which is what I've realized now. It's always been a form of like, alright, I've worked really hard for the past few weeks or months. Um, this is my time to get out, explore, chill, relax, and you know, along the way, meet a lot of really interesting people. So that's why you travel? That's why I travel. It's a form of escapism for me. So you're essentially doing it? For passion. I'm going back to our Ikigai callback. Mm-hmm. Mission versus passion. That's why yes, we travel. Exactly. Awesome. Interesting. Um, so what are some of the best travel experiences you've had that you remember? Oh, there's so many to choose from. Let, let's start without showing off hashtag blast too much. <laughs> I, I've traveled, I think, 32 countries in my lifetime. Nice. 15 of which was just in the last four years. Okay. Uh, best travels India comes to mind wow. because completely unexpected 
right? The people, the smells, the sights, the flavors, colors. You know, they they. There's a documentary on Netflix that says when you go to India, the first thing that hits you is the colors, and I'm like, rubbish. It's a smell. It's the first thing that hits you. You step out the airport. Yes, I've been to India four times. I have to agree. A lot of people, and I can imagine a lot of our listeners, have not been to India and may not even be open to going to India because of the worry for the safety, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. But also, what's that version of India? The friends that I have who's been to India is always to Agra, Taj Mahal. It's just one side of India. There's so much facets, so many layers to India, right? So India comes to mind. I would love to go to Kashmir. That's the one part of India. I, that's that's on my list. I, I yeah. No, I realize that saying that is very politically controversial because Kashmir is neither India nor Pakistan and all that stuff. But that's one part of that part of the world, you know, that I would love to go to. Um, so name one, one place. So for memorable. me, what comes to mind? So I always tell people, um, I feel like the ultimate travel experience I've had when I actually felt like I found heaven is as, as cliche as it sounds I thought Switzerland the Swiss Alps was heaven to me next up uh, when I did a road trip all across the US for the whole month Aspen in Colorado or Colorado itself felt like a playground to me but Aspen felt like Narnia <laughs> so that's how I always associate these two I've said this many times before so I've I found heaven in Switzerland um, I found Narnia in Colorado, in Aspen, and then New Zealand is like a poor man's version of Switzerland. <laughs> and maybe Aspen in winter. I, I haven't been to New Zealand in, in winter, and I have been looking forward to Iceland. So I, like what you said, like so Iceland was meant to be the 20th country that I would visit in 2020 this year, April that just passed. Yeah, let's, let's not get that, but. COVID-19 has... COVID-19 just basically told me 19 countries is enough for you. You're not going to do 30 by 30. Maybe. So we're doing this episode, right? <laughs> we can't go anywhere. You can talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice... It's hashtag throwback Thursday, right? <laughs> a lot of us started throwing back to all the trips we have, all the experiences we've had. You know, when we realize we're stuck in a lockdown at home, not being able to go anywhere else, what we could do is reflect nostalgia um, that, that, you know, just gave us good memories for us. Another good place I find myself always wanting to go back is Thailand, Bangkok in particular. It, growing up, it's always felt like a second home to me because I used to travel on a yearly basis. Right. Uh, Dad was always there for work. And so I, w- I knew Bangkok inside and out. I knew Bangkok better than KL at one point. Oh. So I have a lot of people saying this to me. I'm so intrigued. I went to Bangkok when I was really young. I don't re- remember much. I've been to Thailand after that. I went to Koh Samoy. It was really, really nice. But I haven't been to Bangkok. And I keep hearing so much about Bangkok, I'm so intrigued. I'm like, is, is it the real deal? Like, why is everyone talking about Bangkok? And how is that in comparison to Malaysia, to KL? I think the big takeaway is the people. Uh, something about my initial trips to Thailand, the way they treated others, the hospitality, the humbleness, the way they greeted you always with a smile and made you feel warm. I funnily enough didn't feel that in my country. My country is famous for hospitality and whatever that is. But Malaysia is my home. 
so to go somewhere else and to find that same level of warmth um, was very welcoming and I, I kept going back the people just brought me back every time so not to delve too much into it but basically Thailand is Malaysia is known for warmth and hospitality and um, but we don't show it much if you're stuck at the side of the road maybe we might help you but in Thailand I guess they greet you better they're more polite in that sense and I think it's it's a national identity right it didn't just come down to individuals who were brought up well there was this part and parcel of the culture people and who they are so it's cultural what do you look forward most to when you travel I want to say escapism but not really it's a it's a chance to discover myself who I am learn new things from different people and culture my best travels hands down are solo travels mm. but as in what I mean is that what do you literally physically look forward most to during your travels the unknown travel with an agenda on itinerary where they want to go what what day and all that and what really draws me to travels are the unknown the unexpected moments of experiencing something you couldn't plan for mm. right meeting people mm. discovering culture that mm. you couldn't read about yeah or perhaps being in a particular moment and experiencing something that you you just simply can't plan for you know you just have to be open and put yourself out there and let magic happen Okay, so it's the discovery of the unknown. That's what you're always intrigued by. Like the olden days um, travelers, like the olden days merchants who would go, sailors who would go all the way to the other side of the world and find stuff. Vasco da Gama, Columbus, when he found. That? I'm thinking US. closer towards eat, pray, love. You go there to eat, to pray, to love, but you get so much more out of what you had initially planned for. That was her agenda though. She wanted to discover life. But she, she kind of only discovered it after she went through all those motions, after traveling to all those places. She knew she was going to meet so-and-so at this place. She was going to meet a shaman in Bali. But she couldn't plan so much. And a takeaway is really when she puts herself out there to the unknown. Right. Do you realize it's all, it's Italy, India, Indonesia, all starting with I, coincidental? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, it's all about... It's all about your, I. It's all about ourselves. Right? Yeah. Maybe. But no, there's something about those places. Have, have you well. done that? Have you did the whole I'm, Eat, Pray, Love? Uh, in, I guess, to some extent, but not specifically... To those countries? To con- yeah, to those countries. I think I've done my, uh, my bit of Eat, Pray, Love in that trip in the US, the road trip all across from Florida to California, but not specifically. I don't go to India to pray. I don't go to Italy to eat, although I would really love to. And I've not gone to Bali to love. <laughs> Strangely, I had no intentions of planning, but I did all of that in the last four years. And I found spirituality in some sense in India. I, I found really good food and great company in Italy. There I say a bit of love. In, in Indonesia not in the same way I didn't go to Bali but uh, yeah the thing is self-fulfilling falling in love with the people fulfillment do you, th- do you think it's self-fulfilling like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that when you go to Bali 
you are already seeking for love when you go to india you're seeking for spirituality when you go to italy you're seeking for good pasta and some nice food i think in any country we go it's self love out of ourselves we don't travel because we hate ourselves like i'm going to hate myself i'm going to put myself on a 12 hour flight because that's the best way to punish myself we do it because there's something about us that that wants to fall in love with travel right with that wanderlust of going out there and, and exploring new things and going back to familiar places in some sense so can we expect a book from you i was supposed to write a book this year maybe in the next one two years so what next will one. yours be called i'm just here for the food <laughs> a lot of people say that right i'm here for the free food but yeah for me traveling i think what i look to be honest uh, this is again a, a very raw take from me i think i i think i travel essentially to find relatability to find people that i could connect with and to again like a form of escapism from a world where i feel like i'm a, like i feel like an outcast surrounded by people who don't really understand me and are very very different you know on a daily basis uh, where i work and going away i get to meet and relate to a lot of people with similar frame of mind who are also out there seeking for something more seeking to be understood seeking to be related to having said that i travel the world to also come back to feel more appreciative the sense of appreciating my home You know, it's nice when I go to a new country and I stand out completely, being the only one who looks like myself. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where I feel alone as well, right? Yeah. When language becomes a barrier, when yes. cultures clash in not the best way, and to be on that flight coming back, and as Air Stewardess would say to all Malaysians, welcome home. Selamat datang ke Malaysia, ke tanah air, and I love it. I get really choked up, right? Teary, like a real sappy child, going like, "Oh my gosh, I've been away for five weeks. Not that long, but you know, it makes you appreciate what you had left five weeks ago, mm. unknowingly." Yeah, so I can relate to that. Like, but you said five weeks, right? Which is insane to hear, and I probably felt that way before that that I don't recall. But for me, it was when coming back after two years, listening to Sigurós on my headphones hearing them say that i cried i came back home to where my family my greatest friends the food i love and everything anyway this is suddenly becoming the whole malaysian episode right now but so essentially i think everybody travels for their own reasons but i think a lot of it has to do with escapism and then when you, when you break it down it's about finding other cultures discovering new things finding people it could come it could be manifested in many different ways but essentially we're all looking for something that we can't get in our homes with that said i actually don't like traveling i hate the flight <laughs> i i always find two ways to knock myself out on the plane especially long journeys right when you're on a plane when you have to transit and you have a commute of 30 hours i would not sleep the night before so i would just knock out on the plane or down myself with alcohol so <laughs> i i mean i've had crazy moments on the plane that go like why am i on this plane <laughs> i'm thinking back of one new year's eve party i had and a matter of few hours after that i had to board a plane to go home 
And I remember at the security check-in, the security officer was like, sir, can you take off your hat? I'm like, what hat? <laughs> and I had this giant golden top hat that was from the party that I just came from. And I said liquor in me. So that turbulence and that feeling was just the worst. And so as much as I love traveling, I hate the process of airports and, and being on a plane and being confined to a small metal box for the longest time. But you look forward to what is at the end of it. So it's a real reflection of life, right? Sometimes we have to go through those hard, bitter moments for something that's a lot bigger than ourselves, something that we long for in that distance. Light at the end of the tunnel, part of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yes. On that note. That's all the time we have for this episode. Until the next season, take care. Bye.